Hello and welcome to season two of the Almost Awesome Esports podcast. Good to be back. I am your host this, for this week, Tarrant, and I am joined by Ben. How you going, Ben? You're not too bad yourself. Not too bad. And you, Simon, how you going? I am good. Very, very slow. You sound drunk. I've had a single alcohol. A single alcohol. I love, I love nice. those ones. They're my favorite. I like the alcohols. Anyway, for those who haven't listened before, we're a weekly esports podcast, um, and let's jump straight into the news. After I introduce this week's music by Jim Yusuf, uh, a link to his song Canary will be left in the description down below. And now over to Ben for some Rocket League. Yes, yeah, so um, a lot has gone down in the preseason um, for the almost awesome esports um, podcast. We had season two of the RLCS uh, kick underway, and a bit of drama went down there with um, some of the teams. We had um, former Worlds um, champions move over to a new team with G2 after their former company um, striked out because of the fact that Rocket League brought in uh, microtransactions. So that was a big no-no there. Um, but more recent news happening is uh, G2, as mentioned, former world champions, didn't actually make it to the uh, RLCS Season 2 playoffs. They got knocked out in the group stages. Um, funny enough, they play at their best when they're on the LAN tournaments, uh, but during um, online, yeah, they just got absolutely demolished. Uh, you're thinking big hype behind it, and they would have carried through being well, the world's strongest team. They just got wiped. Uh, but going into the Season 2 playoffs, uh, in the semifinals, we had uh, RNG versus Mocket Aces, uh, as well as Flipside uh, Tactics versus uh, PZs. Um, the way that it went down was uh, not overly surprising. Uh, Mocket Aces got smashed. This was kind of karma uh, for an incident that happened pre-season. Uh, and it ended up being NG versus Flipside Tactics, and Flipside Tactics took the game uh, 4-0 didn't even go to the fifth game so congratulations to them uh and also big news for rocket league is we're now progressing a little bit outside from the regular tournaments and we're actually getting into the dreamhack uh montreal if that is correct with the byoc tournament which is you bring your own controller uh there's been no announcements of the teams that's been invited as of yet but i'm sure we'll bring it up as soon as we know uh that's all that is for rocket league at the moment so now we jump over to simon that's right. I've got some CS:GO news in with us. We, um, uh, we've we've been on for a while, so I'm just going to uh, get uh, the, the the some of the things that like stood out for me. So I've got um, JKM leaving Phase and Carrigan moving from Astralis to Phase. Um, that's uh, interesting to me because well, JKM is kind of I remember a lot of, a little while ago to one of the majors where he was just kind of carrying Phase hardcore, and Carrigan, who is a good player from Astralis, so he might be able to uh, do the same and like i don't know maybe maybe help them get back to uh back to being on top where phase was uh crims moves back to fanatic from godsend and electro replaces him um that's kind of interesting crims the one that he just moved to fanatic a while ago for um from godsend or moved from godsend to fanatic no other way around from fanatic to godsend to um because they had like the whole roster swap and that's kind of like interesting to see Crim's moving back. I guess he wasn't doing very well where he missed his old team. Uh, Wenton also leaving Fnatic with Disco Doppler to replace him. Disco was kind of a um, uh, a bit of a, a wild card from that kind of area because we haven't really seen much from him. He's a small um, s- Swedish player, so it should be uh, cool to see what happens in the next couple of matches. We did see them play at uh, IEM, so we'll see if they can really do anything better than just semis. Um... Now to the Iverpower Masters. That was a, a couple of weeks ago. That was just really all NA teams, and I really wanted to talk about it because my man, my main men, Cloud9 and Renegades were playing. So uh, Cloud9 yeah, did, yeah. Cloud9 did pretty well. They got all the way to the finals and lost to Immortals two one, which is kind of sad to see. But I mean, Cloud9, it might be good, might be the time of Cloud9 again. We might see them back on top of the NA scene eventually. Are we at the point where we can say Immortals is the top NA team at this point? Yeah, I think they've won enough um, consistent, consistent like matches and um, and majors. I think that they can, we can say they're probably the top team currently in NA. But I mean, they haven't won a major yet. Well, in, I mean, minors yeah, and and, won and, a lot of and recent teams. Yeah. Or do you think C Nine is still on top of them as you know HLTV has them as the fifth best team in the world? <laughs> or yeah, I think that um, maybe Cloud Nine is a lot better in in. Um, 
online matches and they're, they're winning a lot more consistently on uh, the online matches, but Immortals kind of, that Immortals are kind of like the, the a force to be reckoned with and they can be um, quite scary if you let them let them move up that fast. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see what happens in um, the next coming months with uh, with a couple more land tournaments happening, but I think Immortals is probably close to being the number one NA team after Cloud9. Okay. Moving on to the IEM Extreme, well, the Intel Extreme Masters <laughs> Oakland. That's um, just happened and just finished over the last couple of days. Uh, and it was very, very good matches to see. Cloud9 played, Immortals played, FaZe played, Ninjas played, Astralis, all the big teams from everywhere really played their heart out and did really, really well. Um, of course, that uh, Ninjas and Pajamas did come out first with... Um, SK like slowly trailing behind them with a very very close final match. Um, it was sixteen fourteen towards NIP, and uh, I was I was able to see some of the highlights from that match, and it was very very cool to see that like uh, Taco just destroying a lot of the the enemy team like with in versus Ninjas and versus Phase and versus Stralis. It's very cool to see like uh, one of the players really shine in the in the land tournament stage. Shine bright like a diamond. I'm cutting that out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we've got DreamHack. Winter is coming up soon. I'm just going to go through the the, the, the teams that have been in, uh, that have like qualified and started it. So we'll um we'll see really what happens. We've got Cloud9, Team Dignitas, Godsent, Optic, Renegades, all been invited. Flipside, Gambit, and Team Kinguin all qualified in a LAN tournament. So we'll see um. What happens? I'm really excited to see what what Renegades might do because I'm with their with their current upgraded roster. I really, really, really like to see their um them do a lot very well as well with um Cloud Nine, maybe even Optic, just to see some more NA players really get out there. Um, but if I had to pick a winner, it'd probably be a, a mix between maybe Flipside and Godsent. Because Flipside. yeah, they they're kind of this the the like weird team that no one really expects and I know that they've played very very well land tournaments recent like in the past so if they um if they can come out on the day I reckon they're probably a, a, a force to be reckoned with because they're very strong if given the right like ta- like the, the right startup and the right group stage they could be very very strong oh fair enough uh, that's about it for me so I'm going to throw it over to Taron with some League of Legends news Thank you, Simon. So, it, as the other two have mentioned, it has been quite a while since our last recording. I think our last one was OPL? Yeah, it would be just after OPL. It was the uh, wrap-up of our experience at the OPL finals, as well as uh, how our year went. Yeah, so a lot has gone down since then. Uh, of course, we had the International Wildcard Tournament, where we saw INTZ and um, ANX make it to Worlds. And then, of course, we had Worlds. Um uh, so we're not going to go over it too much because Worlds was nearly four weeks ago now. Uh, but for me, my favourite moment of Worlds was either Rocks Tigers and the SKT series. It was probably one of the best series of League we've ever seen. As well as that, maybe Samsung and SKT game, where uh, SKT were up two games to love and up 10k in the third game. Samsung stole a Baron, and from that they ended up bringing it back to a five-game set. It ended up making it such a good series. I think I almost broke my leg jumping up in that third game. Jokes on you, you don't jump. I know, right? I jump half a millimeter off the ground and come down and it's like, fuck, my knee! Problem with being a fat shit, right? Story uh, of my life. Fair enough. Uh, my biggest surprise is definitely ANX making the quarterfinals, beating Rocks Tigers to do so. Uh, that was... A real surprise. I think they got through group stages a lot because of their sort of surprise tactics, things like the brand support. Um, but then when we saw them go up against HDK in the quarterfinals, we saw that if uh, their support Lacrit, who ended up being one of the one of the idols of Worlds, we could say, um, without him getting on a carry or someone to push forward, then they kind of fell off, and we saw them lose to HDK three zero. Um, and HDK making the semi-finals, making top four. I mean, Europe top four twice in a row. 
you could say they had an easy run to the semifinals playing against A&X, but A&X were playing really, really well. Um, from that, we just move into our biggest disappointments of the tournament, and we have to go with your boys here, Ben, at TSM. Oh, piss off. They did proud. They did me proud. I was happy. They, you know, even you know, at least one third of the crowd that showed up at Worlds was actually wearing a TSM shirt. So eat your heart out. Well, considering Worlds was in America, we kind of expected that. But TSM just didn't show up. They were in the group of death, and they had a few good games. But when push come to shove, they just couldn't get out of groups, and they just lost far more games than they should have. They were oh, look. They put up. They put on a very entertaining performance. I, I mean. Up against the likes of like SKT and um, they didn't have SKT in their group. No, it wasn't SKT. It was um, uh, who was it? They had Samsung, Royal Never Give Up, and it, uh, Splice. Up. Yeah, so essentially they were like on the bottom of the food chain. I mean, Splice. Yeah, they, they, was, yeah, you could see that coming, but yeah, I reckon they did pretty well for what they had to work with. No, they were honestly the biggest disappointment. They should have made it out of groups. They should have probably taken out RNG. RNG far too inconsistent um, and as I said before RNG was a team that could either take out the world championship or they would go out in groups and the way they played they should have gone out in groups TSM just disappointed but well, it's going to be interesting seeing how this next lot comes up uh, considering double lifts now gone well not retirement just a uh, break so to speak so whether he's going to get filled in for the meantime or he's actually going to move into retirement um, yeah we'll talk about that in a little bit when we speak about uh, IEM and who replaced him. Hmm. Uh, but the other biggest disappointment was G2. And man, if TSM was a disappointment, G2 was just like facepalm, goddamn bad. This was a team that dominated Europe for a year, and they come in and they lose to the likes of ANX, CLG. They come last in Group A. It was just bad. So here's hoping they end up, you know, doing a little better in 2017. But. God damn, 2016 was just terrible for G2 on the uh, international scene. Uh, and oh, geez. 2016 was just bad in general. 2016 was a great year for League, just not for G2. Oh, don't, get, just get, don't get me wrong, like, the finals was awesome, but yeah, everything up to the finals is a bit dicey. Yeah. Rip anyway, Harambe, let's move am I to... Right, guys? Pardon? Rip Harambe, am I right? Rest in peace, Harambe. Harambe. Dick's out for Harambe. Yeah, that one. Or the less gay version tits out for Harambe. That's still still a meme. Harambe took a bullet for us. You can do that one, Tyrone. Harambe took a bullet for us. We should take a bullet for Harambe. Moving on. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway, moving to something a little more recent than Harambe and Worlds. Uh, In Korea, we had the Casper Cup go on over the last week, where we saw Rocks Tigers take on Kongdu Monster in the final three and actually beat them three to one. But I think... We've got to look back at a few of the other games here, and we have to question a few things. I mean, the quarterfinals, we saw Samsung take on ESC Ever, and KT take on Kongdu Monsters, and Ever and Kongdu actually beat the two favorites. So that's two of the bottom-tier Korean teams beating two of the top-tier Korean teams uh, through the season. Um, honestly, I put it down to it, uh, the Casper Cup being a preseason tournament, and a lot of these teams, teams like KT trying new things, or teams like Samsung coming pretty much straight off the back of Worlds, coming back into this tournament, kind of a bit of burnout. Uh, if we look in the bottom of the bracket, we saw SKT take on Rocks Tigers after SKT beat MVP and Rocks Tigers just beat Jeanette in a 2-1 series. And Rocks Tigers got at least a little bit of revenge from their World uh, semi-final matchup with SKT, taking them out 2-0. Um, it was definitely an interesting tournament, but nothing really to look for. Look for uh, forward next year. I mean, it's a preseason tournament, similar to the uh, Intel Extreme Masters over in Oakland, where we had a six-team league tournament rather than an eight because too many teams turned down invites. Uh, so we saw the two wildcard teams, INTZ and Oceania, Oceania's Chiefs. Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. Uh, both go out. Both go out two zero in the quarterfinals to uh, Unicorns of Love and Longzu, eventually. And uh, I am Longzu. Uh, I mean, you uh, Unicorns of Love ended up winning the tournament, and no one expected either of these wildcard teams to move into the semifinals. But 
I watched a couple of the well, I watched one of the games between the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs and Longzhu, and they put up a really good fight for a wildcard team taking on a Korean team. That first game was mistakes all over the place, and it was essentially anybody's game until one major mistake just cost the Chiefs the game. And the second game, we just got a little bit too far behind to um, come back, sadly. So he's hoping next year we can see Oceania actually take on uh, more worlds, more worlds teams in you know MSI or worlds after actually being able to win through in one of the uh, international qualifiers. Uh, the finals we saw Unicorns of Love take out Flash Wolves three to two after Unicorns of Love kept their undefeated streak against TSM alive. Your boys lost again with the point. with their uh, replacement ADC Wild Turtle. Um, Unicorns of Love beat them two to one, and Flash Wolves beat Longzu, who were absolutely terrible, two to zero. Uh, do now look, that went down two one. It wasn't like it was a two nil. So props to them. Yeah, but they should have beaten it. Like your Unicorns of Love are a middle of the range uh, team. TSM is a top tier American team. I mean, we can blame the fact that you know. It's just coming off Worlds. All the well, TSM was obviously on a break. Uh, you know they've got players that were all over the world. So you know the guys Sven's Garen and Bjergsen might have gone home for a little bit, and um, well, the new ADC, things like that. They had their team all spread out, so we can put it down to that. But we'll have to see how 2017 goes, and especially who they actually pick up to replace Doublelift in for spring at least. Uh, ben, we'll let you go first with round robin questions. You got a question for the two of us? Yeah, sick. Um, okay, so with the launch of the new uh, smartphones in the industry, we've got, uh, well, your Samsung, your iPhone, and even a new contender, which is the um, Google Pixie. Pixel. I want to know, what's your take on it all? Pixel, not is Pixie. It, uh, Pixel, Pixie does. Pixie. Google oh, well, it really Pixie. Because the there is, um, like, your miniature version, which is the Pixie. <coughs> no, there's not. Yeah, there is. Oh, no, man. there's not. You're a meme. Anyway. <laughs> You're a meme. Fuck it, I'll do it again. <laughs> Assholes. Pick it on me. I'm playing Rocket League at the Stop same time. Stop fucking playing Fuck Rocket you. League, then you They're twat. Put Rocket League down, you dick knob. Oh, dick knob. I was having fun, too. Alright, so my question for this week. Uh, with the new smartphones hitting, uh, we've had for a little while now, your Galaxy F7, uh, both in the edge as well. You've got the uh, iPhone 7 as well just come out. And we've also got a new contender, which is uh, the Google's latest smartphone, the uh, Pixel. I want to know, what of the three uh, is your most favorite going from highest to lowest? Well, can I go first here? No. Yeah, definitely. Oh, God. I want to say the Samsung's... The Samsung is definitely my favorite because it makes me a do-it-yourself terrorist. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's, I was uh, going to make that joke. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> You were thinking the same thing. Yeah. Oh, God. But, yeah. Um, I really like the Samsung phones, but other than the putting the terrorism to the side, Google's Pixel's probably my number one with, you know, iPhone probably a second with Samsung probably being third. They fill their phones with way too much bloat for me. Uh, Simon? Um, I'm still on the iPhone trend. I think I might have to get off the iPhone trend because I just hate the battery life. Um, but... I think maybe I might move to a move to the Google Pixel, or depending on how the operating system is, if it's intuitive and nothing like like any of their Chromebooks, maybe I might use it. But if Android's they're trying really to, good. yeah, but I'm trying to think of like Google. If they're gonna the Google Pixel, if they're gonna use Android, are they gonna make like a Chrome phone where you no, have to they, be online all the time? It's gonna be like that. No, it's pretty much the same as a you know normal Android phone. It's just okay. using the stock Android rather than having all the Samsung or HTC bloat crappy on it. I might, uh, that sounds pretty good, but I just I want a phone that also has a really nice camera, and I know that iPhone Seven has a really good like four K camera with a second zoom with a second cam like second lens for um zooming optical zoom. And I want I want that because that's really cool. But the Pixel second best camera, so yeah, I, I yeah I don't know I have to um I have to work work out what I really really want so um or how much I can afford or etc. So I'll um I'm still gonna say iPhone then. Um, the Google Pixel and then Samsung because they explode people's hands and they can't be taken on planes. <sighs> Funny you mention that. I mean, one bad Samsung doesn't make up for seven bad iPhones, but 
uh, that's not the point of what I'm just about to say, is that the Pixel actually has a very high return rate. Um, a lot of my customers, because I work in a retail store where we do sell them, um, even a sister-in-law has actually had a uh, Pixel and within 48 hours of owning it, had the return of either malfunctioning or just something's just gone wrong with it, like a home button doesn't work or the operating system just fails to load, a bad kernel, etc., etc. I don't know if this is going to really put you off from selecting a Pixel, but there is a lot of um, good for bad with this phone. And I know it's the first in a series and that's kind of half expected, but for a big hitter like well, Google, you think there'd be a bit more on with it to say? Yeah. It's just you guys don't know how to use the phone properly. Uh-huh. Are they all old people, obviously? No. Yeah. Oh, maybe. I mean, if you've got two and a half grand to spend on a phone... They're not sure. two and a half grand. What the fuck? Uh, depending on what model, ours go up to two and a half grand. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Are you high? It's crazy, isn't it? Nope. Nope. I sell them. I, I know. Yeah, they, no they, they, they overprice them at, 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 um, at KBI. That's outright models. That's just because you work at a shit cut place that like, tries to sell them far oh. more expensive than they should be. All right. I'll keep that in mind next time you want something for cheap. If I want something no. cheap, I won't go somewhere where you'll give me a 50% discount no, and it'll still you'll, be overpriced. You'll go... You'll go to a online website and then try and scam your way into free items. Nah. And then hey, fucking shit. Lose I'll, money I'll, I'll, I'll keep that story till the end. I'll use that as the uh, not so player of the week. Fucking retarded. Yeah, day of the week. Get wrecked. Fucking up Get wrecked of the week. week. Alright, so my question for you guys is at the moment, as, as we said, this section is called the Round Robin. Um, what? We need a new name for it. What are your suggestions? I mean, I tried to suggest the circle jerk, but everyone said no. Yeah. Um, no, Tyrant, you can't. You can't have more sexual innuendos because they're not funny, firstly. We, if we, why can't we go from the one minute quickie to the, you know, the circle jerk? Because that's not even a, a sexual innuendo anymore because it's just of like, outright a penis joke. What's your problem? The one minute cookie, the one minute cookie is a double entendre, because it's a, it was a, a little quick thing we did for a minute. But this one's just a, a sex joke. It's not even really funny. It's just straight on. It's not not a double entendre anymore, Taryn. Come on. Yeah, but it still works. We go around in the circle and we ask questions. Nah, it's not. Well, like, come on, give us give us a better suggestion. How about um, how about the questions and answers? Because that's so much more intuitive than the circle jerk. Yeah. The questions, and then I leave it for 30 seconds, and I go, and answers. That's so fucking boring and dumb. You're boring. You're, you're dumb. What are the fucking circle jerk you're fucking homo? You just want to have sex with all of us. <laughs> Is that a problem? Yes. But you make yourself free for me, so... Oh, you know. gross. Ben, <laughs> end it. Ben's not there, that's why I'm keeping ben. it going. <laughs> ben! Oh, God. Oh, I think it's right. Sorry, I had to deal with an older brother that has a vagina and a puppy. <laughs> Jesus. A vagina and a puppy? Ben, just say oh. the circle jerk is good, and then say moving on. Fuck no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, Taryn, you are out of here. You guys have issues. So, Ben, give us a better name for this, uh, this segment, other than Round Robin. Hey, I... I already gave that name, and I thought that was pretty, you know, fitting in since Round Robin, you know, Round Robin rounds that they do with esports competitions. No. You're worse than Simon. Simon wanted to call it, call it the questions and answers. That's like fucking... Yeah, ben right. gets That's... it. Ben gets it, don't you, Ben? The Q&As. Q&A. I mean, you're, I mean, you're retarded. It's, it's, it's essentially just, like, actually saying Q&A in the full length like it's just bland it's question you know, at least I was creative and, and not sexually what about TNA because I no. actually did some unlike <laughs> Tyron and assholes yeah I mean they go hand in hand but not what we're looking for anyway uh, well people like what they like and, no know. they don't that's why no one watches this shit <laughs> <laughs> because it's not a show to, you listen to it and we have one listener weekly really? which is me so McMinute, we force our fourth host to actually listen to it. Anyway, moving on, Ben. uh, Simon, give us your question. My question is, 
What's the stupidest thing that you've done this week? <laughs> oh, wow. Where do I start? Um, like, I mean, well, it's Monday. Monday. I meant like last week. I technically, like it's week. only Monday. Yeah, yeah, um, last week. Okay, so last week. Shit. Um. All right. So last night I was playing bowling for the first time in easily eleven years. I dare say it would be so a very long time for myself. Um. I picked a bowling ball that was a size too small for my fingers. And essentially what happens was um, my thumb got stuck mid-fucking release. So Ooh. this ball went flying into another lane and actually hit the um, support beam that was holding up the roof. And that was my first ball of the night, mind you. So that was a good impression in front of all these guys. Wow. Good job. You just job. You yeah, fucked like, your finger up. No, well, my thumb was fine after. It was a bit sore, but yeah, I think that pole that just copped a uh, 30 mile per an hour fucking bowling ball to it felt it a bit more wow uh, <laughs> um so taran anything stupid you've done recently no i don't think i've done anything stupid this week other than one thing which i will talk about at the end um uh, other than that i went to uh, the gym and hurt my arm okay now i'm gonna f- just gonna continue to breeze past that because i don't want to <laughs> have anything to do with that all right Moving on. Mike, my stupid thing that I've done recently, um, I just accidentally, like, I, I, I feel like somehow I cannot read sometimes. I'll read something, like, let's for say my rosters at work, and, like, I think the last three weeks I've read the Saturday roster as Sunday, so um, I've, I come to work when I don't have a shift and then I miss the shift that I'm supposed to go to. Uh, so that's, um, that's pretty fun. You know, I get fired for... Like, not making up to my shift, even though I came to the wrong shift, because I keep on reading the, the fucking days wrong. So, well, you're I guess I'm mm-hmm. retarded, so. So, just the obvious. Yeah, basically. Alright. Thank you for your questions this week, guys. They were very intuitive and interesting. Um, let's move into our main topic for this week. And I think our main topic for this week Considering it's sort of the end of season in most 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 esports, are esports seasons too long? We hear Monte Cristo and a lot of uh, people in league say that the league season's far far too long. With you know compulsory tournaments going for sort of eleven months of the year, from you know the start of the first split right through to the end of Worlds, and then into Wild uh, into All Stars. Sorry, um, is the season too long? Uh, Simon in CS:GO. We know that um, there's pretty much tournaments all year round. There's some yeah. that are sort of uh, invitationals, but you know, to stay a top tier team, you have to pretty much participate in as much as possible. Is yeah, the season too really long? Any. I, I I wouldn't say too long because it's um it's nice to not have only an off season. It's always like there's always seasons happening. I think in in the league sense where there's the, like the, a one like international tournament that goes for pretty much a year uh, or like six months ish. I think it's kind of a bit annoying watching that and then having, like, the little minor, like, um, leagues that go for the off-season. It's kind of annoying as a as someone that watches it because you can you don't really get, like... There's not always something times where of the year where you're not actually watching anything and there's nothing on to watch, uh, it, which is unlike in, in CSGO because CSGO is, like, there's always tournaments happening, there's always majors hap- coming up soon that people are training for and, and it's a lot a lot better for the players because it means that there's a lot more for them to like get better and practice and be able to play all the time with their team and it's more of a full-time job rather than a hobby see but on that point though where they get to play all the time and all that and um they're with their team all the time do they play too much i mean you've got sort of esl pro league you've got the uh, ecs you've got uh, e-league you've got um face it league you've got so many different leagues at the one time are they playing in too many leagues? Like, should teams be playing in one league at a time and with all the other tournaments, or should there be one tournament at a time, or should the season get cut down to maybe 10 months a year? I don't think so. I like that the um, the, te- the seasons are, like, a year long because, as I said before, there's a lot of stuff to watch. There's always, like, there's always the, the streamings happening with, um, different te- with different games playing and different streaming people, like, going, like, ESL and Face It and... Like ESCA is playing all the time that you can watch games on, so I think there's a lot of um, it's all a lot to watch, and I like that. And and I guess if they change, if they lowered it to maybe like 
10 months of the year, it would give the players a lot more like, like freedom and more time to do whatever they want. But I, I don't know if that's really good because it's, it is a full-time job for them and they should be working to get better all the time. And if they're not, if basically, if they're not like doing tournaments, they're still going to be playing. So what, why, what's the point in not watching them play? See, a couple of points here though. So we keep, one of the things that keeps coming up is the comparison between, you know, physical sports and esports. And with physical sports, you know, m- most sports you play, you have a season which, say NRL, you have nine months of the year. You have three months where you sort of train, you get ready for the next year with, you know, the small rule changes in well, in league. Uh, you train, you get better with the team, and then you come back and play in another season. Do you think teams need that three months off? Do you think that three months would off would benefit teams in CSGO? Oh, just give me a second, Mum's talking to me. Mommy. She fucking opened the door. She's knocking my door like four times to give me clothes. <laughs> like, that doesn't fucking... God damn. Yeah, no, um, it's just as bad. So, what was the question? Uh, oh, but, like three months off. Would right, three okay. months off actually benefit the teams? I guess maybe, but I think most of the time those teams, when they're not playing in tournaments, they're doing scrims against other teams anyway, so... The tournaments kind of are basically just scrims that have a meaning. So I guess if they had that three months off, they'd probably still be doing scrims and still be playing like as a tournament, but, but they wouldn't stream it and it wouldn't be like that. So I think just because you're making the comparison to physical sports, I don't think you can really do that with this kind of stuff because there's no physical strain you've got. There's like stress and mental strain that you have, but I don't think it's really a physical strain that you need to take months off to to be able to like get back to your peak, like, peak physical condition and, and do all that stuff. It's just, like, people... These, like, uh, esports players are playing for 13 hours a day just playing the same game. And I think they do that because they want to get better and they can they can do that every single day and not have to have three months off to just relax and, and train again because they don't need to train. They're yeah. training every day. Yeah, and I guess final question before I bring Ben on this is... Do you think having all of these different leagues makes the competition weaker? Where, in a sense that, you know, all these teams get to see what the strategy and how the other teams play, as well as playing against them so many times, that it gets to a point, as well as the fact that, well, as we said, there's four or five different leagues running at the one time. Playing in two or three leagues, you know, teams may not take some leagues seriously, uh, whereas if there was, you know, one league at a time, teams would probably take it more seriously and we would see a higher quality of play. Do you see any any sort of link with that? I don't I don't think so. I think that um the way you're you meaning by that and with like some teams playing uh like are trying to use like some leagues are more important than others. I don't think really they they do that because they see it as a, a league as being as a, an opportunity to train and a top opportunity to to play against other good teams. So they'll try really hard in all of them because you don't really have to put all your focus into one kind of league because it's you can do it in all of them because there's seven days in a week and these games only last for forty minutes to two hours. So yeah, when, like they'll have the, like the day before their um that one league plays, they'll do the train they're like. They'll do their research on that team they're playing next. And then they'll have four days until the next... Well, like three days of, of training in just random, like, scrims. And then the next day is, is research the next, next team you're playing, scrims, more teams. It's just... It's a whole... It's a whole thing that you can just... Uh, they do that in that way. So I don't think that they really need, like... They don't really do that. And I think they can put all their effort into all of the t- all the like tournaments at the same time. They don't really need to have to like put all your effort into like the ESL or the E League or anything like that because they can do it all at once. Yeah, in a sense that makes sense, but uh yeah. I don't know, Ben, what are your thoughts on this because the Rocket League season is different again to what League of Legends does and to what CS:GO does. Well, actually, Rocket League kind of follows a little bit with um, CS. There's so many mini tournaments. Um, just for instance, you've got uh, Center High is a classic. Um, you've got the Roquet Live. Uh, you've even got ESL. I mean, in Oceanic, in NA, in Europe. Um, I think it covers another spot as well. Uh, PS Masters. Like, there's 
tons of like these mini tournaments and that, but they all combined into the one big uh, upcoming tournament, which would be um, your quarterfinals, uh, which leads into your world finals at the end of the season. Um, it, it kind of does follow a little bit with CS as mentioned, but the season itself goes for about 10 months, I dare say. So it's still a pretty lengthy um, thing, but as mentioned, there's like heaps of little places to keep the content rolling. So it's not essentially one big set um, format and you got to wait for those big formats for content to happen, essentially. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, same sort of question as I had for Simon. Do you think having a break between all these sort of smaller leagues and smaller tournaments would benefit from a viewer standpoint? Do you think it would benefit what we see um, in terms um... of quality of play? Yes, I dare say. Um, looking through forms at the moment, there's a lot of um, people dropping teams and bringing on teams, and it's very choppy at the moment. I dare say bringing uh, breaks between seasons is going to stop all these um, little micro changes. People will be willing to stick with their team until end of, uh, well quarter season or whatever it is, and then make the switch, because at the moment... Um, G2, after not actually making it to the land stages, they not only lost Gambit, which was their um, original Season 2... Sorry, going into Season 3, my apologies. Going into Season 3, which they're currently underway now, um, G2 loses Gambit, which was their Season 2 main carry, uh, carry with Kronovi. Um, he left, and then straight after, we lost Lucino, which was um, part of the three trio that actually took out Worlds last year. Um He's now gone on to form a new team with two new teammates. Um, just things chopping and changing all the time, as mentioned. Like, we're already a few weeks, about five weeks into Season 3, and there's already just so much happening between teams. Yeah, I mean, uh, Simon, another question for you here, I guess, is... Well, more a suggestion, but um, do you think, sort of, with the CSGO majors, do you think having sort of a week or two after each major for things like uh, player transfers and things like that. And then after that point, you can't change teams until that transfer period uh, after the next major, which would keep would obviously keep consistency in teams. Do you think something like that could work? I don't know, because a lot of CS teams don't really have the whole consistency issue because they're, those like transfers are, are so long in the making that they're... They like most some teams will know that their player they won't have that player for a major and they'll be playing with their new player from the old team who is still on the other team. They'll still be playing with that player. There's not really any surprise um, transfers for the team like surprise because they're all very close and there's not a lot of like content like uh, I guess um, can I can't think of the word that I'm trying to say consistency no um, congruency. Is that a word? I don't think it's a word. No. Whatever. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of that, but I think in in, um, in Rocket League, there's a lot of it because there's there are, um, there are what, three three-player teams, is it, Ben? Yeah. Yeah, there are only three-player teams with the additional two to three subs. Yeah, so I guess if, if you're playing in your team, you can kind of like... Rocket League's kind of different for uh, a lot of the... Like, um, in that whole way. Because you have to uh, play with those three players so you can start learning each other's strats that you do and you can start having that whole, like, I guess... Technique. Yeah, technique and have the whole way you play together as a team, which you don't really need in CS because if you're playing a CS, you can kind of, like, play four or five games with that person and kind of understand how they play a site and how they play this and that. And you can, like, understand that they'll, they'll be like, okay, this person plays from here. That means if I play from here, we'll, we'll probably... Be pretty good together yeah uh, essentially it's more of a universal um synergy yeah as uh, most strategies are fairly uh universal throughout teams okay uh, different plays call for different things but it was like, the, an, in, like an orpa would never like run straight yeah. in and you know up in each other's face so like that role is very unique and whoever plays that role would have the similar play styles to go with it unlike rocket league where you've got three unique uh individual players and they can flex into any different sort of style, which you've got to synergize with well, otherwise it's going to crash. You've got to synergize with well, and you also have to trust the other person in the team. Like, you have to trust that person with your life, and you have to basically be able to say, okay, I have to trust that they will get that at this point, and they will get, they will like be there for me when I need them to be. 
in CS, yeah, there's so not that much thing because you're spread out over the map so widely. You kind of really only, only need to play with, like, be able to trust the person that you're playing a site with or you're playing, like, when you're playing on T-side, that you can trust that your in-game leader will call a good role and the people around you will shoot the people around you. There's not really, like... It's a lot of more solo play style in CS than it is in Rocket League. In Rocket League, it's a very, very team game, while in CS, it's yeah. kind of, like, individual plays that... that create the team game yeah so i guess wrapping this up i mean it sounds like both of you guys are relatively happy with rocket league and csgo's sort of seasons i mean yeah. for me i'm kind of disappointed with the way lee does their seasons partly because well i mean oce i want to see oce play in more international tournaments so i'd like to see more emphasis put on international tournaments like cs whilst also keeping the structure of league so whether it be something sort of like where you have, sort of like, do they have something in CS? I'm pretty sure there's something like it where you've got sort of the tier one competition and you've got sort of tier two, three, four with sort of the lower teams playing underneath. Uh, kind of. There's a lot of um, like different like tier teams and that stuff, but I kind of don't understand like what you mean by it, Taryn. So sort of, you know how you've got sort of the ECS, the one that's run by Twitch? Yeah. But there's also the ECS Challenger, which is for teams that didn't qualify for the ECS. So they're like one step under that. There's there's a lot of not those really sort of like that. There's there's some tournaments, there's like little local tournaments. Like I know there's a lot of Australian like uh, like little Australian tournaments that play that I used to have a lot of friends that were in one of like I had a friend that was in a team and I was friends with that whole team and I would watch them play in their little tournaments. But I don't know if they like really did that a lot. Because, like, there's not a lot of Challenger Series tournaments. There's only really the big tournaments and then a heap of little ones that people can be in. But there's, like, if they don't make that tournament, there's no little tournament that they can play. Like, it's under that tournament. There's no, like, E-League Challenger Series. It's only... Yeah. There's only the E-League and there's only the Face It, like, leagues. There's only the other stuff. Yeah. Is that something you'd be interested in? Having sort of a Challenger League where it's sort of the teams just below the top teams fighting for a spot in the top league? I don't know, because usually that happens, um, that that is like a different league that, that holds that. So if like one team does really well in a, in a little t- um, league, then they get seen by the bigger leagues and they get brought up to that bigger league, but they don't really get that kind of, like, they, get, they get that uh, like seen from a different league. They don't have to be run by that one league. So let's use the E-League as an example. They don't have an E-League challenger, but some of the E-League players and some of the E-League teams might be brought up from smaller teams that are getting a lot of recognition in the whole community yeah i don't think it'd be a really good idea for the for there to be a, a challenger series just because there's already a heap of different teams and i guess you'd probably get more viewership in a challenger like level but i don't know if it's going to be that uh, wouldn't really pick up as much as a a small team in a small league yeah so overall it sounds like you're happy with the unorganized sort of structure of the csgo scene yeah I'm going to do it. And, I am happy with it. And Ben, you're happy with sort of the semi-organized, but still kind of unorganized Rocket League scene? Uh, it's not, I wouldn't say unorganized. It's still growing. So there's a lot of things still being added. Um, unlike CS and League, which has been around, or Dota for that instance, it's been around for a while. So it's kind of all starting to set in place uh, with the exception of CS, where there's new things coming up every now and then. Um it's growing, and I want to see it get a bit bigger before it starts settling down into our routine as such. Just so we can have a bit more variety here and there. Okay, so you're waiting for sort of Rocket League to get a bit bigger before you make a final judgment on the overall scene? Yeah, essentially, because there's enough um, content at the moment, but it wouldn't hurt to have a little bit more. Okay. And as you could probably tell, I'm kind of somewhat dissatisfied with the way League does it. I'd like to see a little bit more of the way CSGO does it, but not to the point where it's so unorganized that you can't understand what's going on at all. Uh, That pretty much wraps us up for the main topic. Uh, Now we will move into our final segment for the show, which is Taron Done Fucked Up. Oh god, here we go. (laughs) I like that name for the segment, because... Most weeks I usually fuck up majorly at least once. Um, unless you guys want to, you know, put in some of your fuck-ups. 
Oh, no, no, by all means, you take the rain. Yeah, you go for it, Terrence. Um, so, yeah, this week I was kind of cheering because, well, I bought a 70-inch TV for 30 bucks, a PlayStation for 4 bucks, among a few other little things, using, you know, instead of doing things the proper way and waiting for a little banner on a website to come up, I went through the code and found, you know, the URL, accessed it before other people, no big deal. And then, for some reason, buying five items was a little suspicious to the uh, owners of the website. And they cancelled all of my orders. So, uh, now I'm down about 45 bucks and I have no new items. Parandel fucked up. So, let me go, so let me they took your money and they were getting... Give me the money's money. come out of my account. So, I'm I'm going to give it another about another week. And if it hasn't come back, considering the orders are cancelled, I assume the money should come back. But if it's not, I paid for it through PayPal. So, I will be you know putting in a claim for it. But that takes weeks to get it back. Yeah. So, at this point, it's like I've lost 45 bucks and I've got nothing in return for it. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of weird. So um, I, I, wanna, I would like to also add that when he did this, um, he posted, he sent us all Facebook, like a message on Facebook, and we all replied to him being, this is bullshit, you're not getting anything of that, it's all fake. Which he went, he uh, then went to us and he was like, oh yeah, lost, didn't get the PlayStation 4 or the, the 70 inch TV or whatever it was. And I was like, haha, fake. And then you're like, no, nah, no, nah, I got the rest of those things though. And then when he got on today to record, he went to us both and went, he went to us and said, oh yeah, didn't get the other two things as well. So it's a fake thing, Taryn. What you're talking about is not a real thing. It's you not got scammed. fake. The thing is, they fucked it scammed. up. They fucked it up so badly that they ended up just canceling everyone's orders on everything. And it's at the point where there's, you know, Many, many hundreds of reports going to the ACCC, so hopefully they will take some sort of note, and these guys will be massively brought down. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't yeah, complain too much over right? 45 bucks, but we'll see. You got scammed. Yeah, well, <laughs> this is coming from a guy who got scammed how much in CSGO? I don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Next week on Simon Done Fucked Up. That, how yeah, much money? That okay. Yeah, no, that'll be next week. Next how week. much money did you lose in CSGO? Sneak feature next week's episode over my entire CS career. Um, probably about $600. I'll go Jesus through all those Christ. next time and all the times that I'm stupid Holy and think that shit. I've actually gotten shit. Yeah. That's <laughs> all. Yeah. Wow. Moving on. <laughs> anyway. Well, that'll be next week. That'll be next week. Anyway, that wraps up our show for this week. Thanks for coming back for another season, guys. Can't wait to hopefully get into it a little bit more and try and structure this show up a little bit. Um, oh wait, we haven't spoken about Kevin. Oh right, we can speak about Kevin when he comes on the show next week, hopefully. Oh well, we can, I'll, I'll, we can say this: we, we got a new, we got a new person that's joined the the, uh, the the team. His name is Kevin. Uh, he's Asian. He's going to join us uh, hopefully next week. He was supposed to join us today, but he's a bitch. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, welcome to the team, Kevin. Can we legitimately insult Kevin like that, considering he hasn't been on an episode yeah. yet? Well, he has a oh, bitch. He was supposed to be on today. Yeah, but can we legitimately insult this. him like that when he hasn't even been on an episode to defend himself? At least when no. me and Ben uh, pick on you, we, you know, you have a chance to defend it. You make yourself look like an absolute fuckstick the episode before. Nah. Um, to be fair, we have done duo episodes where we just completely entire time, which 90% of that content will get edited out, just pay out on Simon. That's what happened yeah. when Simon's the editor. Yeah. And when Simon doesn't show up for recordings. But we'll have Kevin as a substitute, and most likely I will be the one that get picks on, but that's for another time anyway. Man, it's been like six weeks since I've recorded, because you guys are fucking losers and don't know hey, how hey, to record! With the exception, hey, hey, with the exception hey, of last week. Yeah, what, by with myself? The exception of last week. I've always been around to record, you've just never oh, said shit. anything. Even You're talk. always like, oh, I'm tired, I'm gonna go to bed. At, at, at seven Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season two of the almost awesome esports contest. Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, and you fuck yourself. I wish I could. All right. Anyway, else? For listening anyway, guys. Thanks for listening. Nothing's changed, even though we said we were going to change many things. Nothing has changed. We're back, and hopefully we will get things much, much better. Enjoy and adios, muchachos.